welcome to Heart of the Psalmist, cultivating the heart of creatives. Now, your host, Sharvis Witted. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Heart of the Psalmist. This is the show where we're asking God to create in us clean hearts so that we can create for him. I'm your host, Sharva Switted, and as always, I deeply appreciate you stopping by and lending me your ear for a moment so I can share with you things that I believe will help you serve the Lord with a pure heart. So today for episode 32, I'm going to share with you a recent online event I was invited to participate in. There were several speakers on the panel and I was assigned the subject, how to overcome the fear of rejection. And the antidote I shared was learning what it means to be accepted in Christ. And though I was not speaking directly to my creative audience on that panel, I believe that what I said applies directly to us because as creatives, we often struggle with the issue of feeling rejected often due to how people respond to our creativity. And that can lead to many things that aren't healthy. But I believe that if we learned about the acceptance we have in Jesus Christ, it can help us walk not seeking acceptance from doing creative things, but creating from the acceptance we already have in Christ Jesus. I hope this blesses you. Here we go. I want to introduce to you Elder Sharvis Whitted is a native of DeLand, Florida. He's a third-generation church musician with over three decades of service and worship ministry. Starting as a young child under the tutelage of his parents, he gradually advanced to lead youth and adult choirs. Uh, he has earned degrees in audio production from Full Sail University and Religious Studies from Florida State University. Jarvis is passionate about developing the next generation of worship leaders and believes this begins with a commitment to Christ as Lord, the Bible as the measuring standard, and the Holy Spirit as a teacher and guide. In 2009, he launched his company, Back to Worship 2009, which offers music ministry development, podcast production, songwriting lessons, and workshops. His company has helped develop Christ-centered musicians for churches in North and Central Florida. He also created a podcast show called Heart of the Psalmist. In 2011, his choir received the Steve Harvey Hoodie Award for Best Church Choir. And I did go and and I looked that up and it was awesome. And so congratulations to the church choir. He currently serves as an elder and director of worship at the Life Center Church, Eatonville, Florida, under the leadership of Bishop Ronald F. Kimball Sr. Jarvis resides in Central Florida with his wife of 16 years and their sons. And I introduce to you Elder Sharvis Whitted. Good morning, everyone. I hope everybody's doing well this morning. I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed hearing everybody. Being a musician, as you heard, you're sitting in church, you have a lot of time to hear what other people say. And I learned over the years of doing worship ministry that I'm always, even though I have a set list, I got songs that are set. You know, you always pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying through others so that I can link up with that message. And something that you always enjoy as a musician, when you haven't talked to the person that's praying or preaching and they are preaching the songs that you pick. So that lets you know that um, you're writing sync with the Holy Ghost. And with every speaker, I've heard that. So that encourages me, because if it's not the Holy Ghost speaking through us, 
There's no life. Jesus said the words that I speak of spirit and life. The flesh profits nothing. We can make it sound good. We can use big words. But if it's not coming from the Holy Spirit, it's not going to merit anything in the spirit. So I thank the speakers that came before me for giving me confirmation that I actually, by the grace of God, heard from the Holy Spirit. And what I have is on point. I believe that. And I've been tasked with speaking on overcoming and dealing with the fear of rejection, the fear of rejection. And I'm going to use as a subtitle for mine, learning to live from acceptance, not for acceptance. That is, I believe, the scriptural antidote for dealing with the fear of rejection. It's not avoiding it because you can. And we're going to talk about that. Scripture makes it very clear that storms are inevitable. So if you live your life trying to avoid them, you might as well forget about trying to do anything from God. We're going to talk about that. But the antidote is learning what the scripture says about you already being accepted in Christ. So let's talk about this a little bit. So what is rejection? Rejection is to be dismissed, to be refused, to be declined, to be turned down, to be dismissed. Rejection happens, for example, when you submit that business proposal, you're all pumped up about it. And they say, no, not this time. And you feel deflated, feel deflated. It's when you want that promotion, you work very hard, your stats are in profile, you're sure you're going to get it. When you told the boss you were going to apply, they smiled, but then they said, well, we decided to go with Johnny. Okay, it's, it's when you're in that relationship and you work very hard and that person still calls it quits. That's what rejection is. And it really penetrates our emotions and our minds. And we all have either seen it or we have experienced it in some part of our lives. It is not a good feeling. Let's just be honest about that. It doesn't feel good to be rejected. And it can give rise to tremendous fear, tremendous fear, to the point that we often avoid or abandon the pursuit of the things that God has called and created us to do for his kingdom, his kingdom which is at hand. Consider this analogy. It's like if you, with all of your heart, desire to go on a voyage to a tropical island of your dreams. Like my wife, she want to go to Hawaii. I got to make that happen. In the next couple of years, I'm going to be in trouble. I got to make it happen. So you really want to go to this tropical island. You're dreaming about it. You've seen commercials. You want to do it. But you choose not to for fear of storms you might encounter. You really want to go. But because you know you got to go on water and water can be troubled sometimes because you feel that trouble, you feel that rejection you might face. I'm not even going to go on that voyage. I'm going to keep my ship safely docked at the port. But that's no way to live. That's no way to live, my brothers and sisters, playing it safe to avoid storms. But as I said in the beginning, I believe when you study scripture, the word of God and the previous speaker emphasizes at the end. You got to get into the word of God. You cannot live by how you feel. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Your senses will paralyze you. You got to get into the word of God. Hear what God is saying and trust what God says beyond what your five senses are telling you. Because the word of God is the antidote for any storm, including the fear of rejection. It's in the word of God. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 7. 24 to 25. When we should listen to Jesus, he knows what he's talking about. He said, therefore, Everyone who hears these words of mine, what I say, my words, not what the storm says, my words, then he takes it a step further. He acts on them. He's a hearer and a doer. 
may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell. Here come the storm. The floods came. Here come the storm. And the winds blew and slammed against that house. So that house got hit. But here's what happened. Yet it did not fall. And here's why. Because it was founded on the rock. It's all about what you're founded on. And it's what Jesus says. So Jesus is telling us, and we got to listen to Jesus. Jesus often said, hear, listen. If we hear and act on the word of God that's inspired by the Holy Spirit, we listen to the inspired scriptures. If we listen to them and do them, we can overcome any storm. That's what Jesus says. God is not a man that he shall lie. If God says it, he'll do it. He'll make it good. But we got to hear and act. So that means if we listen to what scripture says about rejection, we can overcome it. So first point I want to make, if you're taking notes, is that storms are unavoidable. I'm going to tell you the truth. The word of God makes this absolutely clear that if you're going to try to do something for God, if you're going to try to pursue what God has planted in your heart, like he told Jeremiah before you were in your mother's womb, that's something I wanted you to do. That applies to every human being. If you want to do that, storms are unavoidable. Listen to Jesus again in John 15, 20. He said, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Listen to Jesus again in John 16, 33. These things he had been speaking to his apostles about the Holy Spirit and some other things. I've spoken to you so that in me, you might have peace, not in a storm in me. In the world, you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Let's listen to the Apostle Paul, a man who knew a lot about this. In 2 Timothy 3.12, he's given his son in the faith, Timothy, some advice. He says, indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That's 2 Timothy 3.12. You see, we live, according to the scriptures, in a fallen world. That's full of fallen people, corrupted by the sinful nature. That's just the truth. By the disobedience of one man, all were made sinners. That's just what the scriptures teach us. Listen to 1 John 2, 16 to 17. 1 John 2, 16 to 17. For all that is in the world, not some, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away and also its lust. So we got to deal with fallen people. We got to deal with a fallen world. And then we got to deal with an entire dark spiritual kingdom ruled by Satan and a whole bunch of demons and principalities and power that seek 24 hours a day. They never get tired. They're on the job to devour, steal from, kill and destroy us. Paul said our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting against people. We fight against rulers and powers and world forces of darkness, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Peter said, be sober and be alert. Why? Why? Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Paul told the Thessalonians, look, I, many times I wanted to come to you. I want to visit y'all in person. And yet Satan hindered us. And listen, there are even sometimes, let's just be honest about it, because we put things on people. We put things on the enemy. But sometimes it's just us. We messed up. We made a mistake. We submitted that proposal, but we didn't do good research. The idea that we submitted, somebody else in the room had a better idea for that project. But nonetheless, that still feels like a storm. So my first point to you is, 
if you're going to do something for God, if you're going to fulfill that dream that God gave you, you got to just accept the fact that storms are going to be a part of that journey. You got to just accept it. So the question is not about how do I avoid that, but how do I, according to the scriptures, overcome it? How do I endure it? Because it's coming. It's going to slam against my house. And what I believe the scripture teaches is that we overcome the fear of rejection by learning to live not for acceptance, but from acceptance. So let's talk about that, living from acceptance and not for it. One of the things that as I grow in my faith, I'm learning it's a mistake that Christians make. We often ask God for things that we already have in Christ Jesus. We often ask God for things that we already have in Christ Jesus, according to what the scripture says. We already have it. It's like what the disciples did in Mark chapter four. When that storm arose, you know the story. And their boat appeared to be on the verge of sinking. And if you're following along in the scriptures, it's Mark four. 38 to 40. I'm going to go ahead and read it. I know this is being recorded so we can go back. It says, Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, master, do you not care that we are perishing? Man, we are here in the storm. Are you chilling out sleeping? What's going on? Verse 39, and he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. But the lesson is in the next verse, 40. He said to them, why are you afraid? Now, you think about that in natural terms. What do you mean, why are we afraid? You don't see this water coming to hill? Why? What do you mean, why? How is it that you have no faith? And here's the lesson. The disciples were basing their stability on the condition of the seas. They were looking for stability in the wrong place. They were looking for healing in the wrong place. They're looking at what the doctor said. They were looking for provision in the wrong place. The bank turned you down and said your credit score was low. But their real source of stability, healing, provision, acceptance was already with them on the boat, Jesus. That's why he could say to them, why are you afraid? The issue is not the storm. The issue is you forgot who was with you. You forgot that your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. No longer you that live, but it's what? Christ who lives in you. That's why they had no reason to be afraid because of who was with them, not what they were going through. So overcoming the fear of rejection works the same way, my friends. We recognize that God has already accepted us in Christ. This is the foundation. We recognize that God has already accepted us in Christ. And again, y'all hear me. I believe it's the word of God. I'm not going to make an opinion up. Let's listen to what scripture says about being accepted in God. Ephesians 2, 19. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household. You reside where God is. Galatians 6, 6 to 7. Because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. And the best example, I think, is that story of that prodigal son. In Luke chapter 15, he went out, wasted everything his father gave him. Then he came back. And if you read that story in Luke 15, 22 to 24, the prodigal son assumed that the best his father was going to give him was a role of a servant. That was his perspective. But look at the father's acceptance. It says in Luke 15, 22, the father said he saw him. He said, quickly, bring out not just any robe, but the best robe. Put it on him. 
and put the ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fattened calf, kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. So here's what I'm trying to convey to you. Storms are unavoidable. But if you are in Jesus Christ, you have already received the greatest acceptance letter you could ever receive. It's better than Harvard and Princeton. The creator of all things, the sovereign Lord of all things, the one who all beings and all realms are subject to has given you a yes, I accept you. And it's not an acceptance that's based on what you deserve or earn. It's by grace through faith because you put your faith in Christ Jesus. This is the acceptance a believer lives from. This is the foundation and the anchor that enables the believer to stand and overcome the winds of rejection that beat against their ship. It simply says, God has accepted me in Christ Jesus, so rejection will not sink me. God has accepted me in Christ Jesus, so rejection will not sink me. So now my outlook is different. I look at the storm through the lens of Scripture and what God has promised me. So if that storm of rejection is demonic, I remind myself that Jesus has destroyed the works of the enemy and that he has plundered his house. He's bound a strong man. So I do what Peter says. I resist the enemy. I tell him to flee. And according to the Scripture, he has to. If it's a rejection that's coming from ill-intended people, I remind myself that promotion don't come from man anyway. What does the scripture say it come from? It comes from God. And that no person can frustrate or stop what God wants to do through me. That's what the counsel that Gamaliel gave them when they tried to imprison the apostles. They say, listen, this truth they're preaching, that this is from man, it's going to fall apart. But if this word they're preaching is from God, you better leave these men alone because you're going to find yourself fighting against God. Now, if it's my own mistake, because that happens, I don't fall apart. I accept the constructive criticism. I go back. I refine what I'm doing. I polish things up and I keep going because I don't need any of that to be accepted. I'm already accepted in Jesus Christ. So this is all I want to say as I close out. Stop keeping your ship docked at the port for fear of the waters of rejection that might flood your ship because storms are unavoidable. You need to go ahead and set sail. As the first speaker said, go ahead. Even if you're a little afraid, just go ahead and go out there. Let's go ahead. Because the greatest source of acceptance is already on the ship. It may not seem that he's there, but he's there. Jesus is with you, my brother. Jesus is with you, my sister. You are already accepted. And that acceptance is your foundation. That acceptance is your anchor. And so when you face rejection, no matter where it comes from, your mistake, an ill-intended person, satanic or demonic, you can overcome it because you are sitting on a foundation that when the storms strike against it, you ain't going to fall. Amen. That's all I had. God bless you. Well, I hope the conversation I shared with you that I was blessed to participate in blessed you in some way. Always remember, my creative brother and sister, that your acceptance begins with your position in Christ. Do not create for acceptance. Create from acceptance. And that approach and mindset will allow you to weather and endure any rejection that you face because you are founded on the rock, Jesus Christ. What he says, you're hearing it and you're doing it. But that's all for today's episode. We'll see you in two weeks. Until then, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon.